This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories and watch it. My God. <laughs> You're so vicious, so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hoe. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Oh, uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh man, if you're watching the news today, everyone everyone is uh, scared of the weather here in California. It's uh, I'm, I'm told it's going to be a little wet, just a little bit. Uh <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get 35 years worth of August rain in one day. <laughs> yes, yes, that that is the word on the street. I better not be disappointed because, you know, all of this sounds pretty awesome if if uh, if you ask me. Um so uh are you uh, do you have your surfboard ready? Do you have your raincoat ready? Do you have your yeah, I got my I got my fishing my fishing supplies ready to go. I like to catch some fish in the streets. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, yes, you know. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I, I have a cynical view on all the major uh, news uh, when it comes to weather in California because we're just so deathly afraid of water falling out of the sky. So even a little bit ruins somebody's day, and I think it's hilarious. So I'm excited to see what this actually is, if anything. Uh, judging by the wind, it's going to be something that we uh, that we that we haven't seen before you know, in quite a yeah, while. Yeah, it's it's rolling in pretty good. It hasn't quite. Uh pushed this far you're a little closer to the eye of the storm than we are it looks like it's going to pass between palm springs and uh uh whatever the next you know death town is out there uh so it's a little bit east of me but you're a little closer you're in the uh the yellow zone as it were on the on the map and i'm kind of right on the edge of the yellow and green zone but they're talking about five inches of rain in a day annual rainfall here is only 10 inches so <laughs> one day we're gonna get a, a half a year's worth of rain in uh in the in the riverside california area which is just insane to me so uh now my sister candace Lorray, ladies and gentlemen has uh experienced a couple tropical storms now having been living in florida for the last six or seven years so uh she she's given me some advice she said ah you'll just think it's the santa Ana winds blowing and there's gonna be a waterfall from the sky that's all <laughs> see all this sounds awesome all this sounds awesome and you know if, when it's all said and done i don't want to hear anybody talk about a drought next time i take a long shower R right right I, I think for at least for this year uh drought is subsided we've got lakes where i mean we've already had almost a record rainfall year and uh, it, we're only in August, so we haven't even hit the fall and the winter yet. And uh, we've got just huge amounts of rain. There are lakes that have been dried up completely for decades, uh, so much so that they build homes in the bottom of those lakes that used to be their lakes again this year, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. So those houses, all you can see is roofs, and that's a little sad and fun. But uh, you know, the best mate, the 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 what are they? It's something about the the God laughs at the plans of man so <laughs> uh, this could be an interesting week uh, the most the thing i'm more concerned about is i'm in you know one of the older neighborhoods in riverside so we have 100 foot tall trees and shit 
So if we do end up getting 70, 80 mile an hour winds, uh, my brand new roof is a target and I'd really like to not wake up to a tree limb through my, through my, you know, the top of my house. But uh, other than that, I think we're okay. Also too, we're still on, on the older neighborhoods where before they started putting all the power lines and the everything underground. Uh, in fact, literally I, the cable guy just left from running cable from a power pole to my house. So that'll be great. Uh, that's been an experience. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, we call that a drop service call in the industry. Yes, uh, yes. But he just uh, ran the drop service to my house. But uh, it's amazing. It's amazing, and you know I'm excited for this weather. But what I'm really excited for, Cole, uh, you know, is, you know, going back to the rain thing real quick. Is that I live right behind a flood control. Like there's a big ass flood control, so that's kind of in my favor. So by the time I look, when I look at my backyard over my fence tomorrow, that thing's gonna be full of so much shit. But speaking yes. of being full of shit. Uh, that's going to be describing how we're presenting our matches today, trying to sell the fact that these are going to be quality matches, uh, because the reason why we're here today is uh, none other than the manager draft. Oh, yes. And uh, I'm really excited, Cole, because uh, this used to be a bracket idea, but now it became a draft idea. And uh, just judging by the rosters that you and I drafted last week, I've been giggling all week nonstop making these matches, and I've had several revisions. But uh, before you and I deliver our matches based on the rosters we made yes uh, last week, let's uh, bring in our highly esteemed guest who has a, who knows a thing or two about managing and managers. Dare I say, a Southern California legend in the managerial managerial experience. I got to give it up once and for all and again to Mister Dino Winwood, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great. I love when Rod's, Rod just is twisting in the wind trying to do an like, introduction uh, to something and just can't find the words. Yeah. Like, because it happens to me all the time, and it's 90% of the time on the show, it's me going up, dub, 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 dub. See, the problem with once in a while, I get Rod. And it's the, great. the problem <laughs> with me is. Is a, is a talent there, folks. So, you know, just know uh, <laughs> running a podcast while trying to think of, of nice fluffy words for your guest is is multitasking so it's okay yes. it sure is and the problem with me is, is that i find all the words i don't I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're all trying to come out of your mouth at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah someone's just got to yeah. stop me that's fine yeah <laughs> yeah so dino how the heck are you today bud i'm okay uh the the job market is shit so uh, i'm kind of just welcoming these wins because eventually they will need someone to hire for cleanup um also uh, uh since the job market is terrible i'm actually thinking of unretiring that's how bad it is out there right now nice so Ooh. i gotta go back Get to back the thing to that i left on the weekends <laughs> <laughs> well i'll be front row and center sir because that'd be amazing I'll, i'm definitely i appreciate that and uh i'm i'm working on an idea that's uh i don't think it's been done before while at the same time uh it's it's probably a little more of a door opener for managers these days since they're kind of a dying art. But uh, yeah, keep an eye out for my idea of uh, remote managing. So there you go. Ooh. So you have been a part of our drafts and our brackets, and this idea, as I mentioned before, was going to be a bracket. We were going to discuss 32 of the greatest managers of all time, but we decided, hey, how about we do this in a draft, and we make. 
an eight match card out of just managers. Wow. <laughs> and boy, it's most it pretty much came out to be a self sabotage draft because even though we got everyone we may have wanted, we still have to make matches out of these you know mostly non worker people. Uh, so it's going to be a fun task. I myself have had several revisions on my card. I don't know about you, Cole, uh, but uh, it, yes, it was it was a long a road to hoe. To come up with the normal because like I, I had it. I, I even the main event I changed. Usually when we do a draft, I have a main event just laid out from the first two rounds, and I know where I'm going. And this time, um. I got a surprise pick of the 20th round that ruined the whole deal. So uh, this one, yeah, I've got a bunch of scratched off names and stuff because I still write everything like an old man. And I know Ron types stuff so he can just delete <laughs> and move on with his day. <laughs> but I have, the, I am just about done with the third official creative team notepad. That's uh 70 something sheets uh, filled with, all the notes from all of our episodes. So that's uh fun, but uh, yeah, this one, lots of scratching and tearing off sheets and starting over again. But uh, I think I've got something worthwhile. And this is going to be fun. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing that we've had to revise and tear sheets up just to get to, you know, the best bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Eight managers matches. Now we want to stipulate uh, just to be clear with the rules for Bob, uh, some of these guys absolutely were top workers in their day, but mm. we're talking about their managerial run. So, like, oh. for an example, a Ted DiBiase or a Harley Race, who were, you know, all-time greats, this is them as managers. So we, there's a little bit of leeway. Of course we know they could still work, so that they, you know, absolutely take that into consideration. But just remember, it's, you know, a 50-year-old Harley race, not a prime Harley race or Teddy Biazzi, So <laughs> Well, I mean, like, 50-year-old Harley race could still rip someone's nose off of their fucking face. So I think that's, uh, that's, that, that should be put into accountability a little bit. So I'm absolutely. willing to bet he can today. Yeah, still. Yeah. Still. You try to <laughs> kiss his gravestone, he will, he will straight up stiff you. <laughs> yeah, he'll still move from your finish, even in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll move. All right, Ron, you want to present first, or do you want me to present first today? Oh, boy. I think I will just go first. And, you know, this is, you know, uh, a leftovers match, you know, the a crumbs match, if you will. You know, it's like, oh, I got these two left. They'll be my opener. And you know what? Already. I think, yes, you know, <laughs> I think even today, uh, this person can carry uh, even this person to a good match. So my opening contest is the managerial run of Montel Vontavious Porter versus a man that I've given so many flowers to on the show, the legendary Harvey Whippleman. Mm. <laughs> the high spots. Can I was going to say, little twiggy Harvey Whippleman taking the greatest finishing and most devastating finisher of all time, the overdrive, or the, what the hell did he call it? Uh, he called it the overdrive. He also had a drive-by because black. Oh, yeah, that's true. Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> overdrive. Ah, let's change that. A drive-by. Damn it. Yeah, he was also yeah. balling. He was balling. Yeah. Can I just say something about MVP? When, when he was a wrestler, I think his entrance was underrated. Anyway, moving Extraordinarily on. Extraordinarily oh, underrated. Yes, absolutely. He's coming. Nobody yeah, can he... stop him. Coming. Well, so, um... well, I'm coming at the aspect and the possibility of Cole's opening match. Yeah, so this is a little bit of my leftovers match, but it kind of worked for me. Uh, I opened up with a tag match, super hot tag match, 
the Grand Wizard, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> teaming with Father James Mitchell. So oh. we've got all the weird on one team. Taking on good old just white meat baby face Arnold Skoland and Scott Demore. Jesus Christ. My goodness. Strange Arnold Everywhere. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I figured Arnold Skoland and the Grand Wizard worked together. They're from the same era. <laughs> That's true. I mean, who's okay? So who's taking the Destroyer? <laughs> yeah, right. Who's taking the Canadian Destroyer? I don't yeah, know. All of them. <laughs> Probably Grand Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the hat. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it just pops up and flies into the crowd like, hey! All right, so which match do you like, Bob? Oh my gosh! So, yeah, which which end of the sword do you want to stab yourself with? I mean, I'll jump right on the middle of the handle. So just you know, <laughs> I'll figure a way out. No, um, damn, that is a tough one because I could see Harvey Whippleman's lanky ass legs flying upwards when he takes the overdrive. However, that Canadian destroyer spot with such a classic, classic team of uh of managers. Uh, scuffling in, and then all of a sudden, boom, one gets the drop on him, gets the drop on him or whatever. Uh, but then here comes Scott Demore, But he does it Adam Cole Bebe style. Like, he's from the top. He's in the middle turnbuckle. <laughs> and then, boom, drives him in the middle of the ring, 123. Ah, uh, I got to go with Coles on this one. Nice. You got to. There's, there's more room for action. Yeah, that's true. But there's going to be plenty of room for action because uh, this uh, this I just called this the the bald three way showcase, and uh, my second match is very appropriate for my second match because I'm going to go in one corner, Mr. Fuji, <laughs> taking on Don Callis, mm. taking on Paul Ellering. Wow, I feel like the promos for that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Even Fuji, I, I just, I, I just see Fuji sneaking around with salt and just all the stuff, like just doing all the stereotypical awful stuff he did. Like, I think this is fun. I really like the idea of this match, so I'm not too mad. Yeah, four but... of these boots will be filled with shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I had to go with Captain Lou Albano taking on. Uh, dearly missed friend of the show, the genius Lanny Poffo. Super Mario versus Super Genius. <laughs> Damn. That is a tough one because, you know, you will see a rubber band snapping uh, spot in that match <laughs> with, with Lanny Poffo, uh, along with some fantastic selling. Um, Lou Albano probably getting Cindy Lauper and the crew involved with it as well. Uh, maybe Matilda, you know, I'm booking this in my brain. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You said, st- you stated that the promo buildup for Ron's match definitely would be something to see. And, uh, especially with classic WWF racism. So like, <laughs> look at the power that master Fuji has. It shows him breaking melons with a karate chop and everything else like that. And, you know, I'm just like, Oh boy. Uh, honestly, as much as I am a promo guy, uh shoot you know what yeah i gotta go with the promo off on this one i gotta give it to ron just to hear everyone else's uh actual microphone work plus you know they all have stepped into the ring at some point so right you know that's it's it'll be interesting to see the clash of styles with that one and uh, especially how people will sell for certain ones so i gotta go with that one 
And plus, I got Mr. Fuji winning because, you know, he's he's going to be assaulting some other faces. Exactly. Just a lot of salt. <laughs> it's a high-sodium uh, main event. So, And fat, us fat guys love high-sodium main events. love high-sodium. So. <laughs> Had high-sodium for breakfast. So. Yeah, and, you know, and Don Callis tried to assault Mr. Fuji, but, you know, the, the salt didn't fit. Exactly. <laughs> and plus, you know, security stopped him because they didn't know that he worked for the company. So. Yeah. Conan. <laughs> oh, man, he could have been on this roster. That's true. <laughs> All right. All right. Third match, Ronald. Oh, the third match. And now I have a hot take on one of these participants because, dare I say, this person, without this person, uh, AEW wouldn't exist. So, uh, my match number three is the legendary. J.J. Dillon taking on Ralphus. Wow. I think, I, you know, this one, I feel pretty confident I might have you beat here. I definitely think that the spectacle of mine is uh, more entertaining. I've got Luna Vachon tagging with Vicky Guerrero. Already, I'm sold. This match is fucking fantastic. Oh, God, but that... they're taking on sensational Sherry Martell and Trish Stratus. I like how you picked three of the most recognizably raspy, piercing yeah. voices, and then Trish Stratus. So that's like—I know she was a manager and everything, but that's like the—that's the odd—the odd woman out. Like that's, oh my god, I can hear, like I can physically hear it in my head that promo of them or them yelling at each other in the ring or a scuffle or anything like that. Excuse me. I'm just like, oh God, what the hell is going on here? Like just all my senses are just completely burning listening to this type of screaming and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know how listening to that, but you also still get to look at Trish. So definitely all the senses. I mean, Trish is fine. I'm I'm a Sherry Luna guy myself. I'm a Luna guy. Sherry's great. Like I'm scary. But, uh, Damn it, Cole! Cole, you made me forget what Ron's match was. <laughs> well, he has Ralphus. So. Oh, okay. So you got midriff show for the, right. the Godfather of AEW, in my opinion, <laughs> Ralphus. Yeah, showing and... off the midriff and everything, like just showing the confidence in that big boy power. Ah, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go scary chicks on this one. Cole gets the point. All right. Yeah, scary chicks. All right, two to one going into match number four. Match number four is going to be the Ron classic match. Uh, This is going to be the what the fuck match of my card. Uh, I mean, (laughs) let's let's be honest. All these are what the fuck matches, but this is the one where Ron has all of his creativity on display. My match number four, and I'm going to call this intermission because, boy, we're going to need it. I got in one corner. The very highly popular Sable taking on Moppy. Wow. <laughs> That's Moppy's theme, by the way. They both have the same personality. They better have the same theme, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, there's only one thing I like to see Sable do with Moppy. Like clean the floor? Or... Yeah. Well, I mean, afterwards. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> Oh, I get it. I get it. Because gonna be, they're gonna get color during the match. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Moppy is known for gigging. Yeah. Big territory days. Die hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe Sable will gig from a splinter. Oh, there you go. 
Or maybe oh, she'll already be gigged by the time she's in. Yeah, never mind. All right. Well, rolling right along, I'm going to get both of my women's matches out of the way. This one's going to be fun, though, because we've got Sunny in all her glory in her prime taking on one Stephanie McMahon, ladies and gentlemen. And for me, this is definitely going to be a story about Sunny trying to seduce Stephanie's dad and Steph stepping in to uh, put a stop to that shit. So this is going to be a fun match. Sunny versus stephanie mcmahon now did you say stephanie is gonna stephan in and stop it oh god i don't know if i should count that against you or not i didn't say that but i'll go with it (laughs) sunny trying to seduce her father and stephanie stephan in to stop it all i think sunny but it should have been seducing stephanie and that's why stephanie's pissed Yes, yes, we had racism. We might as well go with homophobia, too. Why not? God. We're in the 90s. These are the in history prime. books of WWE, folks. <laughs> I know. Uh, if we could just put this to bed with uh, Sonny in the car. Yeah, there you go. Oh. I'm sorry. The image of Sable, Sable bombing a mop is, and then catching, like, a fucking <laughs> picture of it in the recap for the stills. Like, boy, you missed a heck of a pay-per-view last night as Sable. <laughs> Going up against Bobby goes in with a sable bomb, and the crowd went crazy. The crowd went a clean crazy. sweep, King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then with the that Moppy's top flew off, and then ah, you know, you know, Lawler, big pervert, um, mop the floor with her. <laughs> and speaking of mopping the floor, you're gonna need one until you get the new Super Soaker Squirt Gun. Wetter is better. Yeah, wetter is better and delicious, fruity. Fruity La Femme Nikita after Silk Stockings. What? <laughs> oh, 90s kids. Exactly. Karate fighters. Uh, let's go ahead and we're going to give it to, to Ron for Moppy getting Sable Bomb. <laughs> Just for the Beautiful. still image alone. This is my favorite part about having Dino here with us for these is... uh. Once we just give him the match, it just runs through his brain, and he—this <laughs> is all I do, folks. I'm an idea guy. I'm like, okay, so you got to do this in the match. You got to sable bomb Moppy. We need the photo. We have to put this in the history books. <laughs> I'll tell you what—if if Sable was able to get power bombed by Moppy, or if she was power bombing Moppy, that would be the—you know—I've seen a lot of like you know Japanese wrestlers and the 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 Kenny Omegas of the world wrestle like dolls and stuff. That would be an extraordinary feat if Sable was able to get powerbombed by a stick. It's one of the old awesome Tanaka apron powerbomb spots, by the way, too. Like, just him oh, running across. Yes. <laughs> oh, so oh, it's back to me, so, isn't it? Yes, it's match number five. Oh. Tied two to two. Well, coming back from that slobber knocker after intermission, I got an historic chairs match and you'll see why that's important in a minute it's a three-way for the ages and i got in one corner jack victory taking on dutch mantel taking on freddie blassie damn okay i can see that all right i love it uh fred blassie uh one of the all-time greats never gets enough love <clears throat> But I have an all-time great of myself uh, on. Uh, I have an all-time great for myself here, and this matchup was perfect. And I'm so glad that Bob gave me the setup on Harley Race ripping faces off because I've got Harley Race taking on maybe the most punchable manager in the history of ever, maybe one of the most obnoxious and annoying guys ever, a guy that people want to see get punched in the face really hard. Bill Alfonso, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, Daddy! Yes, come on, Daddy! 
<laughs> you're gonna give me your best shot. I want to say this guy right here. Yeah, he just straight up fucking punches the rest of his teeth out. Yeah, okay. Like he swallows the whistle. Everything. <laughs> you know? The just, whistle just becomes one of his missing teeth. Yes, that would be kind of amazing. So anytime he talks, it's like the wooden teeth and always sunny. Sons of bitches. You know, just really whistling out. Oh, man. But I'm picturing Jack Victory catching the wheelchair in the face, courtesy of Freddie Blassie. And then, you know, here comes. <laughs> Here comes Dutch Rantel, but he gets the chair thrown in his face and it gets caught in his mustache and it's funny because he falls to the ground. He's like, oh shit, my mustache. It's not, you know, it's really, I like this. This is good. Plus, with the old school mentality of Freddie Blassie able to put him in some sort of submission where he grabs the mustache and is pulling it back on him like a handlebar that it was meant to be. Oh man. Hmm. I don't know. Plus, I love the only good... chairs that could be used are wheelchairs. Oh, the only chairs that can be used are wheelchairs. Oh, damn. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm adding steps. <laughs> I was say, that's just totally fine. Places them on an already set up wheelchair, but then, you know, dives off Arabian Face Buster on the wheelchair with a wheelchair. Of <laughs> no. Now, shooting, I got to. Sh- shooting Star Press while sitting in the wheelchair. Absolutely. <laughs> Wheel in the sky keeps on turning. He baseball bats the the wheelchair into someone else's face as it gets thrown because he's Dude. that strong. Hmm. I gotta Are go for sure the chair battle on this one, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta join me in the garage when we come uh, and come up with ideas. Oh, every time he picks something, I know it's my turn again, and I always forget. <laughs> Match number six. Match number six. This is a callback. Uh, dare I say, uh, when we talked about these two, I could have used foreshadowing had I known this episode was going to be a thing. But my match number six is going to be a creative team classic, ladies and gentlemen. Dare I say, make this a pie on a pole match. But I got the ever so popular Dink taking on Paul Bearer, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, I kind of like it. Uh, oh, yeah. We do love us some Percy Pringle. So, all right, and so on my match number six, I've got all the gimmicks, every gimmick, and all rolled up into one. We've got a megaphone. We've got the you know, cigars. We've got you know everything DDP was wearing back in the nineties oh, when he was managing. Taking on the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. This could be. The best promos leading up to ever. Also, too, all the 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 times DDP's trying to get his hands on Jimmy Hart, and he's just chicken shit heel running around the arena. I love this match. <laughs> the Battle of Bullhorn. Yes, I'm picturing NWA WCW graphic. Is it, folks? We got coming up here the Battle of Bullhorn coming in. Oh, I can't wait for that, Shivani. The mouth of the South Jimmy Hart said to take on the Diamond Dallas Page. And, uh, you know, it all happened when, during a scuffle of World War III, they collided and Jimmy Hart accidentally broke the stogie of uh, Diamond Dallas Page. And thus, a, uh, a bloodlust was created. And it like, yeah, just, oh, my God. So every single person, goes, this is when DDP starts developing the diamond cutter, if anything. Like, this is the alternate history of this, where <laughs> Jimmy Hart throws one of the fucking members of, uh, let's see, who would he be managing at that time? Like I, I yeah I mean we we could go all the way back to Memphis for Jimmy Hart so there's oh damn okay so yeah. he just sang I about mean, Lance it, Russell's nose so yeah. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> we could have Andy Kaufman involved. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be fantastic, honestly. Oh, man, the Battle of Bullhorn. I can yeah, hear the territory crowd. we got Andy crowds. Kaufman out there and Kimberly, and they get into it on the outside. No, oh, no, 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 no. What are you doing, baby? <laughs> like, stuff like that, and yeah. Oh, man. See, I, I'm, pic- I'm picturing Beans and Taters, Jimmy Hart versus DDP Yoga. Uh, <laughs> oh, my Diamond God. Diamond Dallas Page. That'd Just be a bit of a stretch, carbs though. and bad food for you versus the healthy lifestyle yeah. of one Beans Dallas and taters, page. Beans and taters, baby. <laughs> no, you like to stretch so much. I like to eat, baby. <laughs> you know, like just feeding a big bowl of pork and beans to, I don't know, Jake the Snake or something. <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. I don't know why I need to waste my time with all the stretching. And then it's like, you know, that's like, turns out. <laughs> Well, you can't snort the taters, baby. <laughs> Let's say he did he DDTs DDP into the big pot of pork and beans. So, oh my god! Okay, you were I'm talking sorry. about this, a match. Uh, this this you were talking about a match so yeah. You were talking about a match so good you forget my match. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, the, the comedy factor is there, but it's all for the pay dirt. I don't I don't, I don't see too much of it going on. Like, oh no, no, don't hit me with it. You know, in the pie, just like you know, that's the funny part. But See, like, the you know, swerve, the big swerve would be is that he would hand dink the urn and then he would open the urn and then cream would just bust out in dink's face. And Ooh, that would be what like, if, was... what if a fucking cough in a casket? It's like, I'm going to bury you in a special casket we made just for you, dink. And it's tiny and everything. And just as Paul Bear is about to put dink in there, he opens it up. Boom. Pie to the face. It's a doink or another another <laughs> mini doink. And you know, and you know, one, two, three, and I mean, uh, it's, we c- it's cute, but I love the insanity in the long run of this of this pork and beans versus healthy living, and the battle of bullhorn and the territorial crowds cheering their heads off. So, you got to give the points to Cole. Awesome. Right. Well, we couldn't make it. We couldn't make it through an episode without cream pie and Paul Bear, ladies and gentlemen. That's so oh well, I have a semi for my semi main event, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, on one side, we got two very successful left the wrestling business to become successful podcasters versus a business relationship turned sour, turned managers, turned best friends again. They have a history. The other team has a history. It's going to be a tag team semi-main event for the ages. I got on one side Brother Love and Eric Bischoff taking on the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase and... The meat sauce king, Virgil. Oh God! Now that's this, promos. This doesn't sound enjoyable at all. I'm sorry. This is fucking. <laughs> this is. This, oh, oh, you love this. Oh my God! Yeah, they all all their podcasts. Oh my God! No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> they bumped the X division match for this shit. Like they gave X Division nine minutes and they gave these dudes forty. Oh no! Can you imagine if Ted DiBiase and Virgil had a podcast? Oh my god! Hey, remember when I had you do something very blatantly racist? <laughs> but it was okay. You were my servant. <laughs> hey, remember when you stole all that money? You keep coming back to that. That's just one thing. That's all I need, baby. <laughs> oh well. I can promise you my matchup will definitely not be an in-ring classic. However, <laughs> when you've got two guys uh, with the ideas of these guys and the promo skills, I think would 
we would enjoy the ride up until the bell rings. Oh, boy. <laughs> but Paul Heyman taking on Michael P.S. Hayes, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Amazing. <laughs> now, which era of Paul Heyman are we talking here? <laughs> I mean, just for being able to move a little bit, I think we got to go Paulie dangerously, but uh, he was not very good then either. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Oh, no. But he oh. had a shot with that brick phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. The brick phone shot is pretty much the pay dirt on that one. But oh, no. Uh... That'd be the it... only time you can actually dial up 619. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. So a horrible. Oh, God. This is like bad and bad. I, 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 yay, yay. <laughs> Okay, so we got oh god, I can't even say because it's really like I already want to fast forward this. Like this is this is <laughs> yeah. oh god. Hey, <laughs> Paul Heyman versus Michael P. S. Oh god, he's gonna sing. He's gonna yep. fucking sing whether we he want him sing. to or not. We're gonna dance. He's gonna dance. He's gonna wear a stupid Easter color suit and everything, and it's not even Easter. Like oh god. And have you heard the song Freebird? It takes forever. It does. Have you heard him sing any of the songs as a free bird? It takes forever. Like, have you? And you know, we're talking about Michael P.S. Hayes as a manager. Wow. He was wearing hot topic pants then. Yes, he was playing full on Jinkos and a tucked in red shirt with a cane. And oh no, I was like, wait, what did this guy teach the Hardys to do? All he did was give them clothes that he shouldn't be wearing. So. Uh, all he did was go, "Hey, can you jump off that?" Hey, brother, can you jump off of that? I got a song for it, two, three, four, and then like, oh no, Bad Street. Yeah, it's just Bad Street. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Wrong free bird. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> uh, oh, just oh god. Okay. It also it's helps that Brother Love and Eric Bischoff are both black belts. Yeah, but they wear black belts that can't fit around them anymore. Like, I mean, Bischoff, yeah. Bischoff. Okay, okay, okay. So now, now we're okay. We're diving into this now for pure enjoyment. I will only go <laughs> for this match if Bischoff plays that Spanish guitar interlude that he did on that one opening to TNA as Done. his entrance music. But like, he plays the intro and everything by himself. The song kicks in. Son of a bitch puts the guitar down, runs all the way to the entrance, and walks out back to the ring. <laughs> okay. <Done. laughs> okay. I think uh I think Ron gets the points on that one. I can't, All right. I can't go with Michael fucking PS Hayes. <laughs> Michael POS well, Hayes, let me tell you. Doc right, Hendricks so we, though. We've yeah, reached go, the main event. Oh. And uh I know what Ron's got and I it's a tall order. Oh, boy. Uh it's going to be tough to beat this. So, I'm going to present mine first before I get blown out of the water here. Because I feel like this is a done deal based on reality and real life and what's going on right now. Rod <laughs> clearly has the hottest match that could possibly do be done based on the parameters. Don't reverse psychology sell my <laughs> main was, event to I'm get like, the sympathy really building point. up his opponent's but... <laughs> uh, finish here. But, like, you said tall order. I'm like, damn, that would have been a good tag team name for Andre the Giant and Sergeant Slaughter. So <laughs> He's trying to build up my handicap as much as possible for the sympathy no, point. No. Ah. <laughs> I, I, I would almost concede it except for uh, at the last minute in the last pick of the draft, uh, it hit me that Vince McMahon was a manager at some point. 
And going all the way to my first pick, it was very clear I had the greatest manager of all time. So I'm going with my main event of Vincent Kennedy McMahon taking on Bobby the Brain Heenan, ladies and gentlemen. And I think this would be a thing that happened. <laughs> and I and I love I love the smell fart face that Bob just had yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. It, as soon as you picked these two, bro, I knew you had this one in the bag, so I'm not even mad at this point. But I just, Vince and Bobby Heenan, you got the corporation, you got the Heenan family, and this is the big blow-off finally. I think this would be thoroughly entertaining. Bobby Heenan bumping around like an insane person for Vince yes. man. Bobby Heenan is uh, an all-time great worker and uh, doesn't get the credit he deserves. Vince, not so much, but the idea of Bobby Heenan just bumping around for Vince like an idiot for a minute before he fires a comeback, I think we could get something out of this, but, Ronald. <laughs> but I, I Just the idea of, like, uh, Vince and Bobby, like, you know, who would be the baby face? Who would be the heel? We oh, would just 100% Heenan. 100% Heenan? <laughs> yeah, so... he would definitely end up being the baby face in this because it's Vince, and he can't be a baby face. <laughs> no, not at all. And the promos would be interesting, too. Like, I, I hope I hope Bobby gets to shoot from the hip. But, oh, uh, absolutely. That would have been cool. <laughs> speaking of shooting from the hip, uh, that's all these two ever do. And uh, I will say, very candidly, that I had this main event absolutely picked, and I just fucking freestyled the rest of this. Uh, I am 100% paying a ticket for the buildup and the prospect of what this can actually turn into if it enters the ring. Uh, but my main yeah, event... They can even get it in the ring. Yeah, it doesn't even need to get into a ring. Just give me a couple of podiums and a, and, and, and a gun with one bullet, and uh, I'll be down. But Dwyer so... wasn't a manager. <laughs> but these two were, ladies and gentlemen, and my main event, closing out this show, on one side, we got James E. Cornette... Oh, versus, God. bro, Vince Russo. Why do you pick the scummiest motherfuckers in this main event, both of you? Oh, oh no. Oh, yes. <laughs> because those two motherfuckers have real life heat and have been going at it for about six years now. Ugh. And Cornette has... 20 years. Has, yeah, true. <laughs> but I mean, publicly, they've been going at it for about the last five or six years. This match is an instant sellout, no matter what. Oh, God. <laughs> and Jim Cornette has promised, vowed, not to die until he can piss on Vince Russo's grave. <laughs> Oh, I've already changed so, the channel. So this is going to be a buried alive match now. Oh, okay. Yes. But, but the, the, okay, so I legitimately <laughs> want a buried alive match. I don't want, oh, bro, I'm going to bury him on the microphone. You won't see that piece of shit, James E. Cornette again. And you're like, you know, you'll talk about the true manager of champions being shit. I don't know. Uh, Colonel it's Parker. wrestling. <laughs> Colonel Tennessee League. <laughs> <laughs> oh man like i would have to legitimately get off of social media until that match like smoke clears for this one if it happened and then uh because <laughs> it would blow up and i'd see them everywhere um bobby heenan though overselling for mcmahon like i'm picking see now the only if i were to think more logically of it it would be big shoulder pad sports code announcer vince mcmahon but like at the same time like it would be something that vince mcmahon would probably bring him back like i heard you talk shit about me well you're gonna do a match with me 
I'm media, and you're gonna sell for it. And they're, hmm. Well, and plus, like you know, you know, Vince wasn't very wasn't a very good manager. You should you should see the way he manages money. That's true. It's very, very true. He keeps it on the books, even though, you know. Oh, God. Uh, to hear people cheer for Bobby Heenan, though, that would be an interesting turn of events. I mean, they cheered for him, what, like, later in his career, but to have him, like, be cheered for during a match, selling for Vince McMahon, hmm. But the pay-per-view buy rates would definitely be something. And I imagine a lot of fuck-up botches and everything. And the match just being a complete <laughs> shit show. And thus supplying numerous clips from my boy Matthew Gregg at Botchamania. Uh, oh, Jim and Russo are going to have the finger poke of doom. Jim takes the fall and then they hug at the end of my show. And it was oh, all a ruse. Starting their reign of terror. Yes. For the next two to four years. They start their own wrestling promotion. Bury both promotions. And you know what the fucked up thing is? Is that I'm going to probably, that's going to probably be a place that wants to hire me. So yeah, I got to go with Ron's match. <laughs> I'm just saying the smart mark buy rate for the Russo Cornet. And we're saying it's gonna be a shoot, brother. They're gonna t- they're gonna build us up. They're gonna potato the fuck out of each other. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Like that would get my money over anything. Like I yeah. definitely would rather see Bobby Heenan and Vince because I think it'd be a decent match. Actually, I think mm-hmm. Bobby would be great. It would it, they would make the best of the situation. <laughs> and let's be honest, Vince has had some really fantastic matches. Like they not like technically sound, but like really thoroughly entertaining matches with. Austin and Hogan and Flair, like I was gonna say, during the Hogan match, didn't he take a table bump from Hogan or something? He did a leg drop off the top of a ladder through Hogan through a table. Yeah, Vince is the shit when it comes to being in the ring, and I don't know why no one admits it. Yeah, well, but I'm just saying, the the thing I remember most is just the greatest facial visual of all time, where they got a shot of the ring and then Vince's eyes just poke over and he's got the full crimson yeah. mask and he stands up and he's mugging for the camera dripping blood like i popped so hard for that moment like i i yeah but yeah about uh, to lay that pipe with a bunch of money yeah yep. so but but the 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 idea of thinking that this might be a decent wrestling match versus someone might really legitimately get hurt and these guys are really gonna fight is uh <laughs> <laughs> With the That's possibility the of that horrible, horrible alternate outline that Ron painted where they, yeah. they start a wrestling they promotion. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, it is five to three in favor of Ron. But was there anything out there, Bob, that might change your mind to, to switch to my card? Or do I have to admit defeat here today? <laughs> huh. Run through it again real quick. Speedball it. All right. So for me, we got Grand Wizard and and uh, Father James Mitchell taking on Arnold Skull and Scott Demore, uh, Captain Lou versus the Genius Lanny Poffo, Luna Vachon and Vicky Guerrero taking on Sherry Martell and Trish Stratus, Sonny versus Stephanie McMahon, Harley Way- Harley Race ripping off the face of Bill Alfonso, DDP and Jimmy Hart, Paul Heyman versus P.S. Michael Hayes. And Vince McMahon versus Bobby Heenan. I mean, the only thing really with the punching the whistle into the tooth of Bill Alfonso, I mean, it would be like 
the, those whoever Alfonso's manager, whether it be RVD or Sabu, come in and try to take on Harley Race. Harley Race just gets that fire spot, house of fire spot, where he fucks everybody up. And, like, RVD goes in to do the Van Daminator. He ducks it, cracks him over the skull. Sabu, uh, setting up a table, comes in. Harley Race fucking knocks him onto the table. Does his diving headbutt to the outside through the table because he's a crazy old bastard. And then uh, doing another one on... Uh, Alfonso for the finish. I think that would probably be the switcheroo for me. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty solid with my other choices. All right. So is it official for Ron? Yes. You lose. Oh, win. You my goodness. I guess I, I guess I won uh, with uh, with uh, creativity. Uh, you know, you I just didn't lose <laughs> on a show that's about creative. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was excited to run through my card again, but, you know, maybe it would have uh, swayed you the opposite direction. So I'm glad you were confident with your choices. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, truth be told, I made a main event, and then I just literally threw this together before we hit record, ladies and gentlemen. I swear to God wow. that happened. So, uh, proof once again, ladies and gentlemen, half-assing and creative tends to work most of the time if you got the right <laughs> ingredients. So, I mean, it keeps me watching wrestling today. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that, that everyone talks about how great the Attitude Era was, but like, if you really watch the matches and the shows and break it down, it's the drizzling. I shit. fucking but hated the Attitude Era. That's the Steve thing. Fucking Austin. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I was an ECW guy through most of the fucking the Attitude Era, and I'm like, and that's not a compelling argument. I'm it's sorry, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, like okay, Tommy the, Br- the Brood's there, Gangrel's there. They should get pushed. You know, like everybody who came from there. That went to WWF should have been pushed, but no, we had the continuous bullshit of, you know, Maryland dust and fucking like the, the hot lesbian action when it was really just awkward. I'm like, this is really awkward for me. I don't like this. Yes. Like, yeah, I don't know. Attitude Era sucks. Yeah. And then on me. the other and on ECW, we got Tommy Dreamer pile driving a girl until she's pregnant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a Philly in that's a Philly insemination. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, all right. Good time. Dino, thanks for being here with us today. You got anything to plug or before you go or just, uh, you know, say your goodbyes and whatnot. <sighs> yeah. Uh, uh, look out for me on uh, howdy price DW on the social media. I'm also at dizzle whistle nine, eight, three on my Instagram. Uh, Ron will probably ask me for that when he needs to tag me on the post for this. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm Just very keep diligent. An eye out for me. Um, I'm basically unretiring because I job markets are shit right now, and so I got to go back and if I'm going to beg for change, I'm going to do it in a place that I'm comfortable to beg for change. Damn it! So there you go. Well, you know, if you're unretiring, you know, I cert- I know a certain person that would be thrilled to, and uh, it would be a bucket- it would be a bucket list uh, dream of his to have you know a PWG alumni manage him one day. Ah, well, you you know, just let me know who it is, and uh, can you imagine, <laughs> can you imagine our, can you imagine the training video montages. We can have like two fat guy Rocky montages. That'd be. Amazing. I mean, I did one with Paul London a long time ago, and then uh, I mean, it should be, it should be like an interesting factor of like, yeah, I get people into shape. I'm the Rudy Boy Gonzalez of uh, SoCal, meaning you won't know who I am, but you'll kind of remember the name. And then I'll just disappear as the other that's my clients get back into the groove of things. Oh man, I love I love talk about things that would possibly happen, but let's talk about something that never happened, Cole. Oh. And uh, next week we're going to be having to take it up with creative for the ages. And I love saying things for the ages because it really makes things bigger, doesn't it? But next yes. week 
we're going to talk about something that was a total miss in the industry of wrestling. Dare I say, it may not have needed to happen just because of how strong the character was. But me and Cole are going to talk about what if and how would we get there if Jake the Snake Roberts won the World Heavyweight Championship. Cole, Cole, I'm excited to talk about this. And you know, Bob, can you do me a favor? What? And imagine if Jake the Snake Roberts won the Heavyweight Championship. What would that promo sound like? Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, you congratulations are in order for you winning the World Heavyweight Championship of the World Wrestling Federation. And uh, you got a lot of contenders online here for you, fighting, fighting for that title. What do you got to say to them? Well, first off, me and Gene, I want to thank you. I want to thank everybody. I want to thank each and every one of my snakes out there for supporting me, for not turning their back on me. Because when you look into these eyes, you don't just see a snake, you see a champion. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight this championship. I'm going to be a fighting championship. If you want to take this belt away from me, you're going to have to be ready for the strongest bite, for the strongest venom in the DDT and Damien or Lucifer, whichever era that I win it. But, yeah, I'm going to do what I can. And then just rails a line of coke off the title. Off of Mean Gene's <laughs> bald head. Yeah. But, you know, that, I mean, that would be, that's something that I feel a lot of people have questioned. And Jake the Snake was a bad motherfucker. And, like, yes, seeing him, like, like, the people cheered for the DDT. And, like, despite the fact that the drug problems were there, like, imagine if they didn't, drugs didn't even exist back then. And he just straight up, like, oh, I'm going to wrestle. That's it. We're going to have good matches. And, then, you know, he just DDT and motherfuckers left and right. Like, give, give him the Hogan run with that title. Have Taker come in. During that Rumble era, if Jake the Snake is champion, you know what I'm saying? That that's Absolutely. my dream booking right there. Oh well, thanks for giving us some ideas. You are very though. welcome, folks. <laughs> Those of you listening, folks, if you have any pull, I'm pretty fucking creative, and I, I it's never about me; it's about the big picture. So, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Dino, thanks for being here and uh, joining us again and making this show fantastic. I didn't know we were going to have so many guests on the show today. We got some Jesse Ventura. We got some Jake the Snake Roberts. This was a fantastic show. Can't wait to have you back on. And, uh, yeah, it's always a blast. So, for Ron Kilborn, I am your host, Cole Dawson, saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Snake. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.